and welcome to another edition of Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie, your host, talking volleyball for the next hour. So glad you're with us outside in Homa, Louisiana, and we'll get to the reason why we're in Homa in just a little bit. Just to preview the show for the next hour, we've got some great guests once again, and timely guests at that. Uh, on our high school segment, we'll have J.J. Wan, uh, the longtime six-time state champion uh, coach who's now at Sacred Heart for year number two and off to a blazing start. In the college segment, we're going to talk about Loyola's Jesse Zabal, who's got the Wolfpack off to another great start, but also has a very big weekend, just like Coach J.J. does, to talk about. And then we're going to go with the recruiting profile in our final segment and talk about some players that might be just kind of under the radar a little bit on the big recruiting scene, but certainly college-worthy players that need some exposure. We're going to try to help them during this volleyball video podcast called Digging It. We'll feature Ponchatoula senior outside hitter uh, Riley Castello, and uh, certainly a, a wonderful player and a, a person that college coaches need to get on their radar. So that's what's coming up over the next hour. And as always, we always start with high school volleyball, and that's where we will begin today on digging it, high school volleyball, as we bring in our first guest. We're so pleased and proud to have Coach J.J. Wan joining us now from Sacred Heart. Coach, I know you're busy. I appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Uh, we record this show Wednesday morning, and, of course, you're 10-1 and one right now, getting ready for McGee. Uh, I guess, first of all, welcome to the program. So glad you're with us. Well, hey, thank you, man. I, and again, I, what's what you're doing for high school volleyball, you know, with digging in volleyball is wonderful. It's wonderful promotion for the kids, for, for them to be able to see the sport that they love and play a lot. I think that's important. No question about it. Which a labor of love, coach. You know that we, we we text and call each other and talk about teams and volleyball quite a bit. Uh, and, and it's just a natural to have you on this show. And I guess you know some of the things that maybe you know you know common knowledge for for people that have known you for a while. But there's a lot of you know things that you know people don't know. So I guess I'm going to start at the beginning. When did this volleyball bug hit you? How did you get into volleyball and how did you get into coaching? I mean, I just, I've always loved the sport. I think it's a great sport, the ability to pass set hit. Uh, the, being as small as I am, I, I, again, I love your words of digging it. I think it's a great, you know, I just love playing defense. And so one of the mindset is just, you know, that, that to me is what volleyball is. And then, I don't know, I was given opportunities. So, you know, as, as a young coach starting off, you're given little opportunities across the board and, one of them, I was given an opportunity to, to coach volleyball. And, I, you know, after, after that, and in the 90s, I haven't turned it down since from there. Uh, you know, a little start up. And, you know, as everybody knows, it's, it's, it's a great sport. No question about it. I caught the bug a little later in life. Uh, and that was because my daughter got into the sport and I saw the lack of media and uh, really wanted to change that and have done uh, my part to kind of put volleyball into the spotlight but let's talk about your beginning of your career like you said it started in the 90s 1995 started, yeah and uh, started in the 90s. i started 90s. in the 90s i just sister camille ann was looking for a volleyball coach uh at the time and she tabbed me uh as a youngin coming out of college and say hey you know you have some volleyball you know let's take over this program and i was very blessed at that in the beginnings they have such a great uh, support system uh joe boatman was the ad over there Susan Camille Ann was the principal, uh, Bess Ann Simino was assistant principal, and for had that some support cast in the 90s just helped me out 
to be what I am here or the fundamentals that I believe in from there. Uh, you know, I shared with you earlier, I, you know, I've taken that stop over there and, you know, I've made quilts of a, a major big quilt of all the t-shirts of, you know, that has meaning to me. And, you know, the, the, the brown, you know, I, I have a soft place in my heart for them and I'm, I'm happy that they continue to see success. I think April Hagedon has done a tremendous job. And you look at the head coaches, they really haven't turned over head coaches over there. Uh, I mean, you look in the last 30, uh, over 25 years, it's just been two for right now, me and April. Yeah, yeah. And three state championships with you during that time, mm -hmm. 311 wins. Mm -hmm. Katrina kind of forces your family and your mm -hmm. wife to move north. You, you do the collegiate thing for a couple of years, Louisiana Tech, but you're drawn back. You get a chance to come back to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And the volleyball community certainly is glad that you did because you come into Ursuline 2009. What do you do? You win another state championship and you go on to win, what, three state championships mm -hmm. at Ursuline and over 300 wins at that school. Tell me about what it was like, Coach AJ, to come back to New Orleans onto the prep scene and to take another program and put them into prominence as well. I, again, I'm always lucky to have good kids that believe in the system and how to play volleyball. You know, uh, for me over there, uh, John Gabriel, Gretchen Kane, Becky Bonifee, you know, in their mind, uh, they had tapped me. They, uh, I always remember, you know, for a group of people to drive up to Monroe during the middle of the week to come talk to me, that was a big deal. And so maybe I got to take a peek at the school. And after that, you know, my wife and I fell in love with it. The ability to come to school and bring my daughter to school, a place of work to me just really, really appealed to me. So I, I took advantage of that. And then what really made it or icing on the cake, I always tell people, I just happen to know a little volleyball. And those girls over there, you know, they were wonderful. I mean, they, they played some defense. They, uh, they believed in the system and, you know, we took it with state championships or beginning the process of putting to me that spot right there, just was a great experience. Both, both of them been great, but uh, you know, they took in the system. They never won over there. And so to me, it was exciting from that, the, the crowd. And I think we're actually with Sacred Heart, we're going to go back over there. Uh, one of the persons I replaced passed away. Her, her name's Marta Bott, longtime head coach in the city. Uh, and she passed over breast cancer. And I and I want to see that. And we're going to try to drive, help them out with their drive for 100000 cake or $100,000 within a sequence of uh, 10 years. And that's one of our things on October 5th. That's an October 5th game that we'll be live streaming on VSN. We look forward to that. But let's talk about Sacred Heart and the move that you made from Ursuline to Sacred Heart just before last season. Um, what was that like? And what was your philosophy going into another storied program that's had success and state championships in the past and, and was coming off a state championship? What was your philosophy, Coach, moving over there and uh, getting Sacred Heart and continuing the success at their program? Well, I mean, I've been following Sacred Heart, and I've told you I've been following Sacred Heart for a long time. Uh, you know, it's in the uptown community. I happen, you know, one of the coaches or athletic directors over here is Sue Bauer. Uh, she made a big push to try to get me in with uh, Miss Boyd, who is our principal. And so by that point is, you know, it's hard to tell them no. And so uh, that ability to get back in the classroom for my roots of who I am, of being a school teacher, and then being the ability to coach a volleyball team. Uh, Ms. Bauer is one of the rare few people to see me as a young and 20-year-old running around college uh, from there. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to tell her no. And so she gave me that opportunity over here, and I made sure I took it, took it from that. Yeah, and you did a great job in year one, mm -hmm. and now year two. Can't get off to a much better start, Coach, mm -hmm. than 10-1 and one 
and uh, certainly uh, a, a big win earlier in the week on Tuesday against Destrahan. I, I, I know you have McGee on Wednesday night. This show will, will actually air on Thursday. But tell me about the start to this year's team. And I know uh, MC Mizanti, and I know coming out to practice, you got the eight seniors. Um, tell me what the reason for such a great start to this year for Sacred Heart has been for you. Uh, one of the reasons is, and again, you know, I believe in visual, visual imagery in that process. And the visual imagery that, you know, I've installed here is the idea of playing tough defense. So one of the ones that we try now, defense doesn't mean just playing in the back row. To me, being able to block on the perimeter of the net, okay, uh, we have size on the top with, with MC, with Cami, with Gigi. Uh, you know, they're able to that with Kate Ferris. We're able to block that perimeter. That makes the, the, the back row a little easier. So if we install that defense, and we've been playing good perimeter volleyball, so, it you know, that opens up all the lanes for our offense to start clicking uh, because we're going to keep the ball within system. And if we keep the ball in system, we're kind of dangerous. Uh, from that. But I mean, that starts with defense. So I've done those visual cues for the girls. We have the, the defense shirt that we wear consistently. Uh, we see that uh, that logo all the time. To me, that's important uh, for them. Uh, I, I think, you know, visual is a key. No doubt. And and confident, aggressive, relentless. That's uh, certainly something that you, uh, you stress as well. Hey, we got the power 10 now on VSN. Mm -hmm. I know your team's right on the outside of that. Let's put that up if we can and just kind of give us your thoughts on some of the teams that you've had a chance to uh, to see this year. We got St. Thomas Moore, Dominican. I mean, really, you can make an argument for either one, obviously. Mount Carmel, your old school at three. Country Day, four. Turlings Catholic, five. I guess just give us your overall thoughts on the Power 10. I mean, the Power 10 is unbelievable. Uh, I happen to have an opportunity to see Franklin last night. Uh, I mean, they got attacks coming all left and right. Dunham is awfully big uh, coming out the middle. Chappelle, I have an opportunity to watch at uh, preseason, and they come with a lot of high energy. And when you look at just the other names, uh, from the E.D. White, from the Turling to the Country Day, they, they all have coaches that all have that same strong philosophy, and it's consistent, uh, you know, with them being in the top ten. You know, St. Thomas More, I mean, they have that tremendous outside coming, and then the attack. You know, Dominican may have lost some key seniors last year, but, you know, they're re restocked and reloaded. Uh, and same with Mount Carmel. So that's going to be a, a great district to watch uh, when they even play their paint game, too, next month. Because yeah, I, I no, in a way. no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And look, well, our time is running out, so I want to talk about the Catholic League tournament that's coming up uh, this weekend. Sacred Heart and Dominican both sharing uh, their gymnasiums to host. What an unbelievable field. You got 13 teams, Coach, coming in Friday, Saturday. You know, teams are going to be able to play six matches. And, you know, Turling's Catholic, Dominican, yourself, Mount Carmel, these are great teams that we just talked about, all going to be in action. Tell us about the Catholic League tournament this weekend. I mean, this is the 11th year of the Catholic League. You know, my younger brother and I thought about it. John Gabriel wanted to at least bring it. And you think about the Catholic League, you see it on TV with Ron Bercata. He puts the idea of remembrance. And I always thought that we needed that that side on the girls' side. So that's the whole premises of this Catholic League. You have storylines coming out. I mean, again, you have Turlings versus, uh, you have a 530 match versus Turlings versus uh Dominican, that's going to be a great match. Uh, you know, uh, on top of that, you have us, I mean, even us, uh, we're going to play the defending state champions in Notre Dame uh, on that Friday afternoon. Uh, Storylines, you have two sisters playing each other with Ursuline and St. Louis Catholic. 
so you have the storylines across the board. You know, again, watch the matchup that would potentially be also in that morning with Notre Dame and uh, Chappelle. So you you got good matches, you got great storylines, and so you're going to have the competitive ju- juices flowing from both sides of the court. That's what makes it fun. That's what kids remember. Uh, you know, they won't remember all the practices. They won't remember this, but they're going to remember the fun times they had on the court. No so question about it. I mean, and look, you, it's stories, right? It's stories when you're older that you end up doing. And you go, oh, dude, you remember that match that went 13-13, you know, it, one swing or one defensive, and they change the whole outcome of the day. No doubt. We're going to remember this interview, Coach. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming on, digging mm-hmm. it, Our just our second episode. And I know I definitely wanted to have you on and talk a little bit about this uh, big weekend for you. Best of luck moving forward. I'll see you soon. I'll see you this weekend. Thanks so much for being on Digging It. Okay. No problem at all. Thank you. You got it. That's Coach J.J. Wan, again, a six-time state champion. Been coaching for almost 25 years, maybe over 25 years. He can't even remember how many years he has been coaching. It's time for us to take our first break. I want to tell you again, the show is brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, as well as the Destrehan Sports Hub and Grill. We take a break, and when we return, we talk college volleyball with Loyola's Jesse Zabal, who also has a huge weekend and is also off to a nice start as well. A timeout now. We're back with college after this. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It. It's time for our college volleyball segment, and we are pleased and honored to bring in Loyola head coach Jesse Zabal, who is the reigning SSAC coach of the year. Off to another great start, coach. Thank you so much for joining us. First of all, I know uh, we got a lot to talk about, but thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for asking me to be on. It's uh, an, an honor and glad to be talking with you this morning, Eric. Awesome. We're going to get into some sp- specifics in just a bit, but I, I always want to ask, you know, how did you get into volleyball? How, how did the sport catch you and both as a player? And then how did you segue into the coaching ranks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I actually started pretty late in the game. I, I didn't start playing until my freshman year of high school. Um, and honestly, a lot of it was just, I wanted to be like my older sister and she was good at all the sports and I was just trying to find the one that I was good at and uh, ended up being volleyball. So um, stuck with it. And it was um, one of the biggest challenges of my life to kind of move into really being an athlete and working hard to achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, And honestly, once I got to college, um, it really started to click. Um, And if you asked me back then, I would have told you that I would never be coaching volleyball full time. Um, and thankfully my mentor, um, Candace Schramm, who was my college coach. And then I worked under her for a couple of years after I graduated, 
um, just instilled such a love of coaching and, and leading and guiding young women that um, I couldn't see life without it. Um, I took a break from it though, to go back to grad school and was still coaching along the way at the high school level and the club level in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Um, and then after that, I just missed it so much that I wanted to do it full time. So started looking for college jobs and this one was open and it was a really great fit, very similar to the vibe and the feel of what I experienced in college. And, um, I love the ability to provide a whole experience for these students, um, not just growing in the game of volleyball, but in life as well. So you start at Loyola in 2017. I want to back up just a little bit. You're on the mater. Uh, of course, you were at Maryville College in Tennessee. You yes. also, like you alluded to, the Alliance Volleyball Club, an awesome club volleyball team. You coach mm -hmm. with both of those programs. What did you learn, do you think, that helped you prepare for this stop in your career? Yeah, I was very fortunate to have a, a huge array of very seasoned and experienced coaches around me. Um, Candace Ram, who again was my college coach um, and then my boss after, when I was coaching with her at Maryville, um, she had been there for at that time, almost 30 years, maybe over 30 years coaching. Um, so she had been in the game for a really long time and she's actually still there. So she's in her, I think close to 38th season at Maryville now. Um, and then at Alliance, we had a very um, diverse group of coaches in terms of we weren't none of us were really from Tennessee or even the Nashville area. So we had all of these different mindsets and philosophies of coaching coming in from the West Coast and the East Coast and the Midwest. Um, and so we were really able to learn from each other and we really relied on each other's expertise. Um, there were a lot a lot of professional growth opportunities as well that were offered to me in terms of going to the ABCA convention, um, getting to work with um, and learn from Hugh McCutcheon um, and some other D1 high level coaches. So um, I think just experience and opportunity, a lot of that was just provided to me in those, in those arenas. That's awesome and great experience. So, so you get to Loyola at 2017 and success right away. What, 18 wins, the most that program has had in almost five years. What was your philosophy coming into the Wolfpack to be able to turn that program around almost right away? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just providing a really great structure for them. And we really started somewhat from the bottom and moved our way up. I really came in and we pushed ball control and we pushed, pushed culture. Um, we really needed to work on our teamness. Um, we needed to be really good teammates. We needed to understand the commitment that it takes to be successful at the college level. Um, and then we really need to refine just a lot of basic skills. And we just relied on that in that first year. Um, and thankfully, uh, the group latched onto that. They bought in and we peaked at a really great time. And we um, we turned some heads at the conference tournament um, and it was, it was a fun run, um, but always, you know, that disappointing, we were doing really well and then it kind of gets cut short. Um, and, but it was good motivation for the, the following year of, if we can do this in a matter of three months, then think about what we could do with uh, the full year of training that we'll have under our belts for the next year. Yeah. And that momentum has continued year after year, coach. You know, I'm looking at a 22 and 11 season last year, a regular season title, 
your coach of the year. I mean, what a fantastic season you got your player as conference player of the year, the freshman of the year, a lot of accolades last year and well-deserved. Yes. Thank you. Um, and that, you know, I, I credit all to them, you know, they come in here and they are, first of all, very focused on academics. Um, I have one that's actually sitting outside this room right now. That's uh, studying for an organic chemistry quiz later this afternoon. Um, and I'm in the gym right now. So, you know, they're finding any space and any time to work on their academics. Um, so for them to be able to come in here and one, be so committed to their academics and wanting to be successful in the classroom, but then put so much of their time, effort and energy into the volleyball side of things to achieve that success, you have to be a special person and a special student athlete to be able to balance all of those things. Um, so I'm just so proud of, of the work that they put in and the time and commitment that they have for this sport and for their success. Nine and six seasons so far to this year, two and one in the conference. Looks like you're getting great net play too. Um, we got some video of some great blocks at the net. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the early success this year for the Wolfpack. Yeah, I think um, we came in really strong in terms of, you know, like that word I used earlier, teamness. You know, they we had a big new class coming in. We had five freshmen and two transfers. Um, and, you know, we did a little bit of work virtually in small groups and things like that over the summer of just them getting to know each other. Volleyball is a very unique sport, um, along with some of the other fall sports. But you have to come in in the fall and kind of be ready to be a team. Um, we don't have a lot of time to to mesh and get all the personalities going before we really start competing. We have to just be ready to go. Um, so we kind of try to do some of that work ahead of time. And I think it paid off. They, they were pretty comfortable with each other really those first few days in. And I think that really helped with the level of competitiveness that we could push in practices. Um, we also very intentionally scheduled a really tough preseason schedule. Um, yes. We went to... We went to three tournaments that we've never, well, we've, we've been to the Kaiser tournament before, but the two others in San Antonio and in Joliet, Illinois, we'd never been to. And we saw teams that were receiving votes and that were in the top 25 in the nation. So this was probably our toughest preseason schedule that we've had in the past six seasons. Um, and I think that really pushed our level of competitiveness as well. Yeah, you get some votes in the preseason this year as well. The first time significant votes. And um, I want to tell you about, ask you about one of those uh, tournaments, the University of uh, St. Francis, the Big Dog Classic right outside of yes. Chicago. A very milestone win for you. Career win number 100. Coach, what was that like? And uh, it's really a special moment for you. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting because, you know, it, I knew kind of in the back of my head we were getting close. Um, and I usually kind of don't think about those things a whole lot, but I just knew it was coming. So it was hard not to think about it. Um, so every game prior to that win was kind of like, is it going to be this one? Is it going to be this one? Um, either way at, you know, again, they, it's way more than my wins. I, there's no way a coach can get the wins without their team. So, um, as well as our staff, you know, my assistant coach, Robert Petrie has been, phenomenal and very critical in our success the past uh, five years. So um, I, they're our wins, they're not my wins, but it's, it's a nice milestone to reach. Um, but it also feels uh, like a lot thinking about the next 100. 
I love that. I saw that on your social media. Time to get the next 100. And it's going to start this weekend at home, where for yes. the first time since the hurricane, uh, you guys will be playing a home match this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Tell us how important and how special that is to be back home for the first time since the, the hurricane caused rain damage to that gymnasium, but now you're back. Yeah, it is incredibly special. Um, we actually just started practicing in our gym last week. Um, so we started the preseason, our preseason training at other gyms in the city because our gym was still not ready. So this past couple of weeks and leading up to this game on Friday has been um, just a lot of nervous excitement, just ready to get back in our home gym. Um, some of, you know, even our recruits or our new kids that were recruited last year, they didn't even see it in its done form because it was under construction. So some of them are just excited to see the court done. And, um, you know, we're ready to just play in our own space, to have our fans in our own space, um, just for some more normalcy. Well, we're looking forward to it, and we encourage everybody, all the volleyball fans, to go out to the den, support Loyola Volleyball. Coach, we got to cut the interview short. We got some breaking news here in Homa, Louisiana. Thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. Thank and, you. And, uh, man, we're pulling for you this season. Appreciate it, and congratulations to you guys on the, the Thank newcomer. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're certainly excited about it. Let's take a break here on Digging It, and uh, we're going to go check in with grandson number one in just a minute. Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. It's a new segment here on the Digging It podcast. We call it the Recruiting Profile as we shine the spotlight on some of these players around the area, juniors and seniors that may not be on the radar right now the way they should be. And we're going to start off our first recruiting profile with a girl from Ponchatoula. The outside hitter there I had a chance to see at the Southeastern team camp late July. Mount Carmel was getting ready to play, and I was watching the match before, and it was Turling's – no, it was, it was Ponchatoula and Pope John Paul. And an outside for them just absolutely was crushing the ball. I'm like, I started asking people who she was. I found out a little bit more. She played club with WD and uh, obviously was a high school player and a standout at Ponchatoula. And her season has been great. And again, this is a college level player that is trying to bust into a, bust into a, a, a program right now, kind of get on the radar. So we want to do our part. Let's shine the spotlight right now, our recruiting profile spotlight on a six-footer, an outside with ridiculous ability, great athleticism, and great versatility. We're talking about Riley Castella. 
My name is Riley Costello, and I'm a senior at Punchdale High School, and I'm number three, and I'm an outside hitter. Mostly this year especially, I've been really good about keeping a positive attitude. In the past, I haven't always done that. I feel like I'm a good player in the sense that I always support my team. And like, if my setters give me a good set, I'm gonna tell them good set. If my passers get a good dig, I'm gonna tell them good dig. Like, it's not just about the kill, it's about the pass and the set and everything that leads up to it. So Riley is an outside hitter. She's got the power. We've started weight training um, over the last year, really over the last six months, and, and it's just given her some, some strength. She's got the height already, um, but between last year and this year as an outside hitter, her decision-making has improved tremendously. So not just power the ball through, um, but where does the ball go? I would say I'm a very universal player. I can play pretty much anywhere that they need me. I've played all three front row positions. I have a really good academic past and still have good academics. I'm already halfway through my freshman year of college classes, enrolled through Southeastern. I just have strong academics and strong athletic ability. To describe Riley, she was the first one that came to mind when I decided on captains. So she is my team leader. She is the person that not only plays all the way around to be on the court, but she she picks up players. She, she drives them to be better. She challenges them. But her attitude overall is what makes her the leader on that court. I didn't really start emailing coaches until like this year because it was always something I questioned, like, am I actually good enough? Like, can I go play at the college at level? And, then I realized I can, especially this year, but it's kind of late because I am a senior. So we've been sending out a lot of emails and sending highlights and just doing all the basics. And some of the feedback's been good, some's been negative, but we're still working through it. I really want a school that's like semi-big, not too small, not too large. Um, just somewhere where I feel like I fit in, like not anything specific, but if I feel like the atmosphere is good and the people around me are good, then I'm going to love wherever I go. Really pulling for her. And again, college coaches, if you're looking for a six foot versatile outside that can absolutely terminate the ball, check out Ponchatoula's Riley Castello. All right. Let's talk about what's coming up here on VSN this week. It's already been a very full week in the volleyball scene. And tonight you're talking about some unbelievable matches. We talked about that power 10 earlier. We'll check this out on Thursday. One, two, and three all in action on VSN. Number one, um, St. Thomas Moore at the bottom of your screen there, a, a freshman JV varsity matchup against Catholic New Iberia, the number two team in our poll. Dominican two-time Division I state champion taking on a defending state champion in Division Five in Country Day. That's outstanding volleyball, as is every time St. Joe's and Mount Carmel plays. St. Joe's has knocked Mount Carmel out of the state championship in the semifinal round the last two years. Mount Carmel beat St. Joe's last week in Mobile. Highly contested two-set match. Look forward to all three of those matches. Let's talk football. We've got six games once again, including a big Brother Martin at St. Thomas More showdown. Cannot wait to see that one. That's going to be a great one. Lutcher is home as well. Ascension Catholic Episcopal home. Newman takes on Benton. And up top there, our New Orleans area game of the week. Second time in a row, we've got Rummel, this time at Hank Tierney, his new program at Shaw. So that will do it for another edition of Digging It. Again, we're outside, um, we're outside the hospital here at Thibodeau, or check that. We're outside the hospital at Terrebonne uh, General Medical Center. 
um, uh, I'm about to be a grandfather one more time. Uh, Chelsea Lynn is, uh, is is getting ready to have John Luke. He's about ready to enter the world. So um, about ready to go in and, and check out everybody. But hopefully later today, we'll, we'll have some, some more good news for you. So that'll do it for now. Our director, Justin Thomas, both of our guests, JJ Wan and Jesse Zabal. I'm Eric Ritchie. Thanks for watching. Digging it. And we'll see you next week.